Good evening, church, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name's Colm, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Dan Spaeth. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchvictoria.com, or you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash vctchurch. If you're listening to this uh, via the Heart and Hands podcast, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. If you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share the video. It really helps us out. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribing. You have the bell bell on so you get notified every time we upload a video and we are trying to upload more often uh we've got some of our tech stuff in a row so i should be uploading more of the the assemblies and sermons and, on that and things like that haven't we? yeah well, next... not we it sounds like i like like i've been involved i ain't been involved i told somebody the other day i said you, they put me in a chair and, and sit and tell me speak <laughs> i speak <laughs> well like a trained dog well and we're definitely looking forward to getting getting some of the tech stuff so we've we've upgraded a lot of our equipment and we're still in the process of upgrading some of it um, so hope where, where Lord willing, our live streams and things of that nature for the assembly will start looking a lot better soon. Um, and that's our hope. And, and like, we've been working on that for a while. So just, just a and lot of needed a, updates. A, because man, it's a working, because you know, what really moved us to this is the pandemic. Right. And so it's taken us a while to, to figure out and get the right people involved to figure out who's got the, the, the talent and the, and the ability to, and got the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're fortunate to have a couple of guys here that got the time, so absolutely, they can do that stuff and, and got the exp- expertise to do that. So, you know, it's it's really good, man. You know, so. oh, well, we're going to be in Genesis chapter twenty-seven uh, this evening. I'm really looking forward to getting into that text. Uh, you're done with First John and into Second. I'm into John. Second John. We're doing kind of Second and Third John together, kind of. Uh, you know, we talked about walking in faith and walking in love. Uh, I mean, walking in truth and walking in love last week. I'm going to review that some because I don't think our, our live feed didn't come out real well. I think it, it kind of crashed on us. One of those technical yes. difficulties. We got the, I saw that we got the recording up. Didn't we get the recording? No, we Never only did? had, um, so it only, it didn't record, it stopped. So the computer updated. So it, oh, that's right. It totally shut off the recording. It totally shut off. I mean, and it shouldn't have done that. We're still not sure why it did that. We had updates turned off. I don't know if it, maybe it well, just gets to a point. I'm going to review quite a bit next week. I mean, yeah. this Sunday I'm going to review quite a bit. So anyway, it'll be it'll be good. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Good, so. good. And then you're going to be in the Gospel of John. I'm a, then I'm going to the Gospel of John. That's going to be good. I don't know where I'm going after that, but the Gospel of John is going to take a while. <laughs> it'll take <laughs> yeah, a while. It's going to take. It'll a take a while. You know, the way I study it, it's going to take a while. It'll take a while to get out of chapter one. <laughs> so. But hey, that you know, people that come to my class, that's what they like, that's what they want, so that's what we do. Awesome. Hopefully, people that are watching online are, are learning and growing from it. Uh, I know there's people that are watching on Sunday morning, and that's good. I'm 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 really grateful. I can't I can't do the spiel that you do at the beginning. I'm th- I think you I think you practice it at home. Uh no, actually I don't. You don't? No. Well, well, and it it I'll tell you what it is. It's it's years working on an ambulance. You end up saying the same things over and over, just different calls, and so okay. you. You walk on scene. Hey, my name's Cole. I'm a paramedic. You know, and I worked for uh, for Directv as billing general inquiries. And hello, this is Cole, and you're calling BGI. How can I assist you? You know, well, I mean, you just kind of get into I the w- role. I was listening to you while ago, and I'm thinking, God, man, <laughs> he must have that tape to the back of his eyelids or something. Well, we we've done a lot of these. <laughs> we've done point. a lot of these. Yeah, we've gotten really good at it. They would know the difference if they just watch my Sunday morning class. They'll know the difference because I have nothing <laughs> like that. You know, nothing at all. Oh. It's all right. Anyway, let's pray. We'll get yes, started. Father, thank you for uh, for the time we have to uh, to honor you uh, by being together and just studying your word. Mm. 
I, it truly is. I, I know, Father, we, we want to honor you and we want to glorify you by what we do. Uh, we want to we want to teach, Father, in a way where people can understand and they can grow. And we want to we ask that you be with them. We ask that you touch the the lives of those out there that are that are going to be watching and listening and and striving to understand. I pray that you help them to to find the find the truth in what we say. Father, bless us tonight and help us as we go forward. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for the folks that that you have placed here that have the that have the ability to do all the technical stuff. I thank you for them, Father, as well. Thank you for your son. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 27. But before we get there, brother, you know you've got three sons. Mm-hmm. Was there any squabbling over the inheritance? No. Is that because you don't have anything worth inheriting? Or? Uh, <laughs> Just when, you, when you put it on the grand scheme, you're right. When you put it on the grand scheme of things, you're probably right. I probably don't really have a lot of me and a lot of money. But uh, I had three three separate things and I have three boys and just fortunately they all three wanted something different. Nice. And so it worked out, you know, we've already, Mark and Ann have already, have already gotten uh, uh, where the shop was and got that deeded to them. And so that's it. That's theirs. You know, it doesn't have to even have to be in a will. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing with the, with the, the, I can't do the same thing with the house yet because it's homesteaded and all that. But, uh, but that's, uh, you know, they didn't squabble over any of it. All of it's about the same amount of money. And uh, so, you know, and I told them, I said, that we get to live on it until we're gone. And then y'all do it what you want. I don't care. So, no, I, but I know of people that did have problems. Mm. There was problems that in their in their lives over, over you know, sometimes even the, the most, the most in, stuff that didn't matter. Mm. You know, just stuff that didn't matter. I mean, they... They fought and, and, and squabbled and didn't talk to each other for years and years and years over over just insignificant stuff. Yeah. You know, just a piece of furniture or a piece of a pe- a dish that was meant something to one didn't you know, well you got the last thing and well you got are you kidding me? Hmm. This is what you're fighting over? So it was it was very you know, Kevin's gonna get the house and the and the and the property there and that's his. And everything we're doing is, is you know, it's. It, I tell him all the time. I said, "Where do you want to plant this tree? Now I'm gonna be gone for long. Where do you want to? Where do you want this tree planted? We'll plant it wherever you want it. You know, if you know, okay, we'll plant it over there. I thought it'd be better. But we'll plant it wherever you want it because he's gonna be the one living there. Right. So it really worked out. And the, the rest of the guys don't do nothing. Don't say nothing. They don't care because it's not theirs. But we don't go over and, and do anything with theirs either. You know, Paul's got the piece of property in Hallettsville and. And we found out it's it's worth a whole lot more money than we thought it was, and but you know it, everybody's fine. That's what he wanted, and that's what he got. So, but here you're going to deal with two guys, and they're going to be squabbling over birthright, and this is a, this is considerable more money. Let's put it that way, considerable more involved. But but it's a it's a lot different in their culture, isn't it? Than than the birthright thing is is way more different. I mean. Yes and no. I mean, obviously, it's it's. There's going to be some differences here. Uh, there are definitely some more. I would say more some more expectations, some more formal expectations, in their culture with how all this stuff goes well, down. Esau doesn't seem to really care much about this stuff. I, I think my and this is just my opinion. I you know it doesn't ever say this in the text, but I think Esau thought he had it in the pocket. I think he thought he had it because his he no was matter his dad's what Jacob favorite. does, right? I think that he thought no matter what Jacob does, doesn't do, doesn't matter. Dad's, I'm dad's favorite. So he's, and he's he was, 
And he was. And we looked at that last week because Jacob was Rebecca's favorite. Right. So it, it really did come out that way that, that, that there were favorites played. And, and I, th- I really think that was the case. Um, we're going to see here that this, this thing that gets passed down, um, this really does affect Esau quite a bit. And it, I guess it kind of builds at this point. Jacob has supplanted him. He's lived up to his name multiple yeah. times here. And, and it's going to kind of kind of blow up. And, and things are going to have to change. Some some stuff's going to have to happen. Um, so at some point it does. But I it guess really, you know, you it doesn't cause it really doesn't cause a conflict in the end for these two, does it? I mean, it does. I don't really remember. We'll have to get to that text and see how much of conflict it, between these two between these two guys. Well, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. But you know, there's murder on the mind. Well, yeah, by the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> there he is at the end of it. Yeah. So so. Anyway, so let's get into it. We're in Genesis chapter 27. We're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to move through this text. So, when Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am. Esau answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat, so that I may give you my blessing before I die. I mean, this this... Pretty cool. You know, we know Isaac and Esau have this connection. You know, I don't see anything wrong with this at all. He's the eldest. He should be the one mm-hmm. in their culture. In their he culture, should be that's the one receiving yeah. the mm-hmm. blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talked about how, you know, each one of your sons kind of wanted something different. So it worked out mm-hmm. and those things were divided up. In this culture, usually your eldest son got what was considered the double portion. Mm-hmm. So he would get more than half of whatever mm-hmm. the inheritance would be, be it be a lot and then the the younger sons would divide the rest of it up mm-hmm. um so es- this would have been the expectation esau had and this is a wonderful thing this is a a an, an awesome thing between a father and a son something i'm sure esau had been looking for well i say had been looking forward to but he had already despised his birthright yeah so how invested was he how wasn't he well he was enough invested enough that he went out and did what his dad said mm-hmm. right so everything seems to be going well now Rebekah was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Now let's, you know what, we didn't cover this last time, and so I'm going to take a second and jump right back into, into Genesis chapter 26. Okay. okay? Um, verse, starting in verse 34. So this is right before Genesis chapter 27, because this is going to explain, I think, Rebekah's motivation here. Um, so when Esau was 40 years old, this is Genesis chapter 26, verse 34. He married Judith, daughter of Beri, the Hittite, and also Basemath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. Now, when Isaac needed a wife, Abraham refused to allow him to marry anyone from this country. In fact, sent his servant all the way back <laughs> You're over right. oh, you right. sure to did. bring Rebekah from mm-hmm. Padanaram, right? So this well, is— Well, he, uh, he told his, his servant to go find one of my own— People. Family, mm-hmm. yeah. Go find our 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 heritage. Go find and and find a, a wife for my for my son. That's right. Yeah. And so Esau goes out and gets his own mm-hmm. when he's forty years old. He goes out and gets his own wives. And look at verse thirty-five. They were a source of grief to Isaac and Rebekah. Golly, I wonder why. Yeah. You know. See, I mean, we've 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 dabbled with this a time or two. Mm-hmm. Not with this, but in real life, you know. Well, and especially in our culture, because one thing, one thing to keep in mind in our culture. See, this was, and 
and I guess maybe I should explain this a little bit. This would have been this would have been rare for a son to just go out and do this without his family's approval or their help in picking a mate. This does really smack of insult and disrespect. Yeah, but maybe he did tell them. Maybe maybe, maybe he defied them. Maybe they said no. This is not a good idea. They well, that's what anyway. I'm saying. And this, this that's what I'm saying. This is very odd. This is not the normal way it would have been done, right? But, you know, let, let's take it back a notch, right? We know that Isaac has catered to Esau and not to Jacob. That's what the text says. Sure. He was his favorite. And anytime I've seen families where you have a husband and wife and they, and they have a favorite child, one or the other, and they're different, there's going to be conflict in that home. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be... There's, when you don't treat all the children the same, both parents treat all the children the same, there's going to be conflict in that home because those children will figure it out in a New York heartbeat. They will figure out that I can play this and win here. Mm. And they'll play one parent against the other. They do it. I mean, kids ain't no different now than they were then. These kids are the same. They watched, Esau watched and see how he could play it. And maybe he played it to the point, it doesn't tell us that, but maybe there was conflict already before he married them. Because there's conflict going on. Remember, guys, you got sometimes you read between the lines. What's going on here? Why does he tell us that Esau favored Esau? I mean, Jacob favored Esau, and Rebecca favored Isaac. Isaac, Isaac favored Esau, and and Jacob. Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca favored Jacob. There's too many names here. We're getting all tongue tied. <laughs> so Isaac and Rebecca, and they favored two different children. That's right. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's a problem then. That's a problem now. If well, that's going on in your family, it's a problem. And we're seeing that. Yeah. On his own, Jacob steals Esau's birthright. Yes. And then we see this. Esau And goes his off mother and, supports him. Well, and he goes off and he marries two women. He goes yeah. off and gets married to two women. And now they have problems, you think? Yeah. yeah. What do you think was going to happen? So he now— He evidently doesn't care. Now, Rebecca says—now we're jumping back into 17, uh, chapter 17, verse 5. Uh-huh. Rebecca was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebecca said to her son, Oh, you said Jacob, 17. I mean, you mean 27. 27. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. 27 verse 5. Yeah. Getting back in 5 and 6. Now, Rebecca said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat, so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, that's... Capital L-O-R-D, right? Mm-hmm. That's the covenant name of God. That's Yahweh, yeah. mm-hmm. covenant name of God for Israel. And that's a big deal. There's a reason that name is invoked. Yes. This blessing is tied to the covenant. Mm-hmm. Okay, notice we just read what the scripture said, Isaac said. So apparently there's more to it than what's just said there. Okay, that's probably a synopsis of what Isaac said. But it's connected to the covenant. It's connected to the promises. So in other words, Isaac is trying to pass these Mm -hmm. down, trying to connect this to his firstborn son. Mm -hmm. And that's what Abraham did. Yeah. Before Isaac was born. Mm -hmm. You know, may Ishmael. Mm -hmm. Yeah, may Ishmael live before you. But didn't didn't Isaac already, wasn't he already told that the the younger, the older would serve the younger? There have been, well, and that was, and yes, and that was a prophecy given to Rebecca in answer to why the twins, why there was so much struggle within her womb. You don't think Isaac knew about it? You don't think he, she told him? You don't think, I mean, come on. I think Isaac is trying to dictate things a little bit, sure. Okay. I think he's trying to dictate things to his favorite. I think the question that Isaac has to ask is, who does God want to pass this covenant down to? Who, who, does God, who is God going to favor here? Maybe he's trying to force God's hand. I don't know. I, you know, we, we're just 
guessing at this point. We mm-hmm. really don't know for sure. It seems like it because he's connected, right? Give the blessings in the presence of the Lord before I die, invoking the covenant name of the God of Israel. And you so, have to remember, too, this is all God's plan. Yeah. He uses flawed people to put together a plan. Sure. And, it's go- and, and you know, it's going to happen. You That's know, right. It's gonna, you know, why didn't why did you just let Jacob um, be, mar- be born first? See, there's things that we just don't understand. There's things we don't know. All we have is what the what the book tells us. That's right. We know that Esau was born first, but we also know that the prophecy said that the older would serve the younger. Well, and there's it's an interesting dynamic. Um, you know, culturally speaking, this is what they did. They honored the firstborn, and the firstborn was supposed to have primacy and supremacy and all these things. But none of the patriarchs, none of the the, the covenant was never passed down to any of the firstborns. Right, Abraham's firstborn was Ishmael, yeah, not Isaac mm-hmm. by law, and he, they, didn't, get he didn't get the promise. God chose Isaac, not mm-hmm. Ishmael. The God chose the covenant to come through Isaac, not Ishmael. That doesn't mean that Ishmael did not follow God. That did not mean does not mean that Ishmael died without God. And we don't any see, of those, things. and we don't see that 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 Jacob or Israel, as he becomes known as, that he passed down inheritance on his firstborn either. He did not. In fact, in he, fact, he, he gives he he gives. A portion to all of them. Well, he gives the double portion to Joseph. Yes. But he says... Because he's got oh, two sons. And well, he's got Jacob. Well, Jacob has the 12 sons, yeah. right? Yeah. Or I said six. Uh, he had the 12 sons. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Jacob passes it down to... Uh, Reuben is his firstborn. And he does not pass. In fact, uh, there, he gives a very strong reason for it. Mm-hmm. And he prophesies... But you see, it, just, it just keeps... It, it just uh, keeps... Going on and on, right? They, well, they there's never favoritism get... in that family yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Joseph ends up getting the double portion because jo- uh, Joseph's children, Esau and Manasseh, get raised up to and the Ephraim level and Manasseh. of Ephraim. Yeah, Ephraim. I said Esau. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got this is way too many names, man. <laughs> Don't uh, you that while ago? <laughs> excuse me. Rather, Ephraim and Manasseh they get raised up, mm-hmm. and so they become equal heirs with the other children of Makes Jacob. Makes the twelve tribes. It does, yeah. It makes up the twelve tribes. Thus, Joseph received the double portion because his two children became yes in his position. So yes. Joseph received the double portion. But there's a prophecy that Jacob speaks right before he dies, and he mentions all of his sons. He mentions Simeon and Levi. He mentions Reuben. He mentions Jacob. He mentions Issachar and Asher. He mentions all of them, all twelve of those boys. He mentions them, and of Judah, he says specifically. The scepter will never depart from Judah, mm-hmm. and so he, he's you know prophesying there that of course the crown, the king, the kingly line, all of those things, Jesus, the seed we've yes. been waiting yeah. for, that's all going to come mm-hmm. through the line of Judah, and so anyway, point is here we see a lot of this favoritism kind of in action here, and we see Rebecca take this take the side of her son, and say now my son look in verse eight now listen carefully and do what I tell you go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats. So I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Now, if you're Jacob and your mother has pulled you aside and said this, what's the first thing you're thinking? Or the first thing that you're going to say? What? Right? What? Why? Yeah. What is going on? Well, like, but 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 they... This is not the first time that they've talked about this, evidently, because he's already he's already sold gotten Esau to sell his birthright to him for a bowl of soup. 
or a bowl of stew. So you think this was like a, I think it was a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy. A long I think running, they, I think they've they been planning this for a long time. Well, is there any evidence of that in the text? I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't looked at that. Let's look at the next verse. Okay. Jacob well, said to Rebecca. You just did to me what I, what I do to other people. Let's <laughs> <laughs> the next verse. In verse 11, Jacob said to Rebecca, his mother, But my brother Esau is a hairy man while I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? Come on, woman, help me sell this a little bit. <laughs> I would appear to be tricking it, it is, him. You know, it's really funny to when you start reading the text, you start looking at this <laughs> and to read just how how it, this is. It, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I mean, it, this, what if my father touches me? Like, man, this guy is this guy's really thought this one out. Now, wait a minute here. If I'm going to pretend to be Esau. He's a hairy guy. I'm not a hairy guy, you know, and I don't want to be, I don't want a curse to be brought down on myself rather than a blessing. So his mother said to him, so this is his first, this is his reaction, right? I think if, if, you know, someone in if, like my mother came to me and said something like this, I would be shocked. I would be horrified. I feel like, mom, what are you talking about? This is insane. You know, why but, would we do but this? We've already dealt with this already. Right. Because the thought's already in his head. Right. Because he's already done it himself. That's right. Between him and his brother. So they've already, they, they, this is not the first time. Well, they've had dialogue about this. And where did they learn to be like this? Well, they learned from their father and their grandfather and, and the, the whole family. The whole family's like this. Well, and I think Rebecca's like this. Because remember, <laughs> think? she sends, well, she sends Jacob, right? After all of this ends, she's going to send Jacob back to her brother, Laban. Mm-hmm. And what does Laban do? <laughs> Laban cheats Jacob left and right. We'll oh, get there. Yeah, you know? Rachel and Leah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he Rachel wants one, gets he, the other yeah, one. He cheats him left another seven Jacob years. says, "You've changed my wages eight times, or however many this, times." This he is says. this is a this is a a, a cornucopia of, of <laughs> <laughs> just. I mean, these, these people are. To borrow one of your your phrases, this is a train wreck. It's a train wreck on top of a train wreck on top of a train wreck. Waiting for an airplane to crash. Waiting for an airplane. The, all of these people are horribly train wrecked. The whole <laughs> family. Are. It's it's from one. It end gives to the me other. a great sense of hope, though. Yeah, it does. Because if God can use these folks to accomplish this great thing that He's going to accomplish, bringing us Messiah, think about what He could do through us, who are striving not to be train wrecks anymore. You know. Because we're, you know, I, I would say, you know, many of we're striving. I'm striving not to lie to my brother, man. I just talked to my brother this afternoon. You know, I'm no just kidding. I, you know, I, I, I'm striving not to lie to him, not to not to steal anything from him. And, you know, you know, it, it reminds me um, of something we'll see later on in the text. I don't remember exactly in Genesis where it's at, but God will call to Jacob at one point and say, you know, get up and go over here. And so Jacob will go to his family and he'll tell him, "All right, all y'all, bury your idols and let's go." <laughs> like what? What in the world? You know, bury your idols and your household gods and let's move on. <laughs> like, what is going on? Good grief, man. This is crazy. And this, and I approach the story with the same way. It's it's absolutely nuts. Jacob's first response to this is, okay, well, how are we going to pull this? Or Yeah, okay, that's a good idea, Mom. But How are we going to pull this off? How are we going to? I'm, sti- I'm you know, smooth skin and he's hairy. All right, you distract the guard and I'll, you know, I mean, like, what? <laughs> Like, this is full-on, I'll know, open the door and cut off the alarm while you yeah, distract the guard. Right. This yeah. is full-on co-conspirator right here. <laughs> so so they, they go through with this, right? So he went and, um, all right, so his mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. So, hey, don't worry about the consequences. I've got it. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. 
right? I'll finagle your dad. Don't yeah, worry about that. I got this. I got yeah. your dad. Wow. Yeah. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Then Rebecca took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with goat skins. How hairy was Esau? <laughs> Must, that goat skin? He must, he must have looked like, uh, you know, Bigfoot or something. God. Man. All right. So then she handed. So, I mean, the the craftiness going on here, you know, this and this. Where does Jacob learn it from? You know, I think that's that's a, it's a valid question. I don't think he learned it just from Isaac. He learned it also from Rebecca. How and how deaf must this guy be and how blind must he be if he doesn't? Well, just just keep we'll keep reading, man. Then she handed to her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread she had made. He went to his father and said, My father. Yes, my son, he answered. Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord, your God, gave me success, he replied. Wow. Did you see that? The Lord, your God. Well, He didn't even even take credit. And I and I see that I see that construction though a lot. I know. So I don't know how. But I they say it. Usually, someone that says it is a guy that's not really that tight with God. Ah, uh, okay, I see where you're you going. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. hey man, no problem. You know, I know you're really connected to the big dude upstairs. You're God, man. He helped me with this. You know, he's not taking credit. He's not taking credit for being in a in a one on one tight relationship with God Mm-mm. because he's not. Mm-hmm. Well, and. Talk about using the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. God Holy help moly. me. Man, he's a lying, cheating, conniving skunk. And his 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 mother is a co-conspirator with him, and he's brought God into it. Mm. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. And Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son Esau? He asked. I am, he replied. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him and he ate. He brought some wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, so it took this long. It took to this point. He's lied to him. To Isaac, I, uh, excuse me. Uh, Jacob has lied to Isaac twice, right? He took a direct question, the feeling and the touching and the smelling of his clothes. Rebecca knows her husband. Yeah. Rebecca knows her husband. She He can't hear. Well, he, he hears well enough to know that it's Jacob's voice. Well, he thinks it is. And, and it caused confusion. But he take, but he but he believes that, well, he says it's Esau. It must be Esau. Well, and you know, something I've never understood about this text. This guy sounds like it just... By the way this story kind of progresses, this guy sounds like he's on death's door. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got this picture in my head and this really old, frail guy mm-hmm. in this tent, mm-hmm. low light, you know, and, and he's he's like shaking and, mm-hmm. and, you know, so old that he can barely move. Jacob leaves here, and he leaves for like 20 years. He leaves right after this. He leaves for about 20 years. He comes back with four, well, two wives, two concubines, and 12 kids. He comes back. And it isn't until after he comes back that they bury him. So how old is this guy really? You know, what is real? What is this dude's condition here? Was this dude sick? 
You know, like I that's, I try to figure out because it just doesn't make any sense to me. From this story, it sounds like Isaac's on death's door. Mm-hmm. Like he's going out, he's going out. But yeah. he lasts a long time after this. You know, a I long never, time. I never even thought about it. I never it's even... very strange to me. It's yeah. it's the way the text is presenting Isaac. It's it's like he's almost out the door, but he's but he's not around. because it's he's a not. long time. It, it is. You're right. It's a long time before before Jacob comes back. And he abs- and Isaac dies. It's very strange. Anyway, it's it's one of those weird parts of the text. Like Isaac is being set up as this. It, from the text, he's being set up as this old man who's being taken advantage of. But we know he lives longer, so it's just very strange. Uh, verse 27, so he went and he kissed him, and when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, so when he finally feels confirmed that this is Esau, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and people bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. So this is very similar to the blessing that Abraham has received and Isaac has received. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that Isaac feels that he can pass this down himself, that he can make the decision to say, I'm going to give this blessing to someone. Um, It's very interesting. I'd like to point out right off the bat, though, that it doesn't really come to this. Uh, And what I mean is this. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. When Jacob comes back, Esau does not bow down to him. He bows down to Esau. Yeah, he does. So, again, what is, what's in view I here? Think, I think when he comes back and he bows down to Esau, I think he knows. I don't remember the text. We have to get there, when, y'all, to read it when I get there. But I think he probably knows. Look at what I've done. Hmm. You know, and he probably feels some remorse, some guilt, and he knows that that this is his older brother, and by law he should be bound down to him, but that's not the way God put it in, into play. Sometimes, sometimes God puts into play things we may do it just the opposite, but God's plan is yeah. God's plan. You know, God's plan to save us. We may not look at it that way, but God's plan to save us is still intact. And this here, you know, in Jacob's mind. It's still intact that he is that he is the younger brother, because maybe that promise wasn't given to him, that he knows that he's that his older brother is going to serve. But that's God's plan. Sometimes our plan and God's plan don't line up. Well, and the ultimate fulfillment of all of these blessings that Jacob's pronouncing that are ultimately given by God originally to Abraham and then to Isaac, mm-hmm. and now Isaac's trying to pass them down for God. In in, in my opinion, that's what we're seeing. Um, but all of these promises will be fulfilled in Christ. It's going to be fulfilled no matter what we do. That's right. Yeah. No matter what these, what these clowns do, because when, when Jacob starts wrestling around with the angel and the angel smites him on the hip and he, and changes his name to Israel, you know what Israel means? He wrestles with God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and his whole life, you know, God's going to have in play, I think for our benefit, Hey, if I can use these clowns, I can use you Hmm. because you're no different than they are. In fact, in some instances, you may be better than they are. Mm. And I use them, I'm going to use you too. So never look in the mirror and say, you are no good or you have no value. Because I can find value. And if I can find values in these guys, I can find value in you. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are liars. These are liars. They're supplying. He's a deceiver. 
That's what Jacob is. He's a deceiver. And then he changes his name and he said, you know, he said, wrestles with God. Well, that's what their whole history is. It's going to be wrestling and fighting, not fight, not wrestling, fighting with God. Their Liars, whole lives. Thieves. Bandits. Just, bandits. Just snakes. Snakes. Just absolutely. Snakes. Yeah, they really, you know, when it comes to like, uh, well, guess what? Kind of like us. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, man. That ghost figure. Yeah. What's God telling us? Hey, I don't need a bunch of perfect people. You can't be perfect. I'm going to send the one that can make you perfect. And it's I'm like gonna, when we tell when we sit down and counsel with someone, say we can't fix broken. That's right. We don't fix broken. That's right. That is not what we do here, guys. We don't fix broken here. We break you to the one that can fix broken. That's right. That's all I think I can do. I can introduce you to the Savior. He can fix your life. I can't. He can fix broken. I can't. That's right. Yep. So after Isaac finished blessing him and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Then he said to him, My father, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. His, fi- his father Isaac asked him, Who are you? I am your son, he answered, your firstborn Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came and I blessed him and indeed he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's word, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he? (laughs) That's what his name means. He's a liar. Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob, the supplanter? This is the second time he has taken advantage of me. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. Then he asked, Haven't you reserved any blessing for me? You know, and that's a wonderful question. What blessing had you reserved for your other son? Yeah. yeah. Let's see what his answer is. Isaac answered Esau, I have made him lord over you and have made him made all his relatives his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. Then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered him, Your dwelling will be for... Now imagine this for a second. So is this what he had in store for Isaac or for Jacob? Yeah. Your dwelling will be away from the earth's riches, richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. And so I think this really confirms it in my mind or, or really, yeah, confirms it, set, kind of sets it more in stone. These blessings and pro- these are more prophecies. They're given in the form of a blessing, but they're more prophecies speaking about the lines going down from him. Because Jacob does bow down to Esau, and Jacob does call Esau his master when he comes back. Yeah, He recognizes his older brother as superior and brings him gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but And we'll get when we get to that, we'll come back to we'll this back and to look this. at this again. But yeah, you're right. And but you know, I mean, you know th- these these guys are so they're so, I don't even know what the word is. This is a, this is a, this is a twisted group. Yeah. But you can trace it all the way back to their, their heritage and, their, and their, their legacy that's been left for them. You can trace it back. Because these guys, this is what they learned. That's right. They learned it, honestly. And so here we've got these two guys. Now, they're fulfilling prophecy. Even through the negativity of their lives, they're that's fulfilling right. prophecy. God can take the negative in our lives and make it positive. Now guys, one thing you got to remember is that God it can do what you can do not think is possible. Absolutely. He can take the broken and the beat up and the haggard. Well, how many families are just like this? Oh, every one of them. 
All of them. All of them. With all of them broken, hurt people that are doing broken, hurt things. How many? How about your life? Your Absolutely. family. Mine was too. Absolutely. Just broken. I mean, I mean, I mean, from the outside, from looking across the street, it was a nice home at that particular address. Everything was cool. It reminds me of one of the one of the people that we're we're counseling with right now. What did they say? They said, uh, you know, everybody else is, has this, and and it's theirs, and <laughs> why yeah. can't I have it? Right? Yeah. I'm not laughing at them. I'm, no, but <laughs> but, but it is but it is uh, it it is telling. What does it look like? You know, just because it looks like from the outside in, everything is And perfect. that's what we told everything that person. Is, that's right. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know that it's really going good. Most of the people that you know, most of the people you're looking at, they're train wrecks too. You know, and it, it always it's always interesting to me when I run across a family member who says something along the lines of, well, don't you know blood is thicker than water? Oh, yeah. Isn't that the cheapest thing? You, I mean, I have never heard it used in, in a way that says... Yes, blood is thicker than water, so I'm going to stand by you and do what no I should No matter what do. you do. No matter what. I've never seen it used that way. It's always been used in manipulation. That's the only way I've ever seen yeah. it used. Yeah, um, Manipulation, trying to kind of, you know, move you into something mm-hmm. or force you to mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of one brother who worships here whose family has just who turned their back on him. And took him to court and all sort did all sorts of mean and nasty things to him, mm-hmm. and he and he I remember sitting there looking across from him going you know why would they do that why would they act this way, you know and I'm because they're people because this is the way people act because because it is it is the uh, it's it's the way that that the world approaches their lives, yeah they've learned it from Satan, and when we come along we we and we come to Christ we learn a different way of living from Christ. And so we strive not to live like this. And it's not easy, but that's what we're striving to do. We're striving not to live like this any longer. We're striving to be what we're supposed to be, what God, what Jesus, who comes from all of this, all this chaos, because right. he's going to come from all this chaos. And when, and when he comes on the scene, he's going to bring peace and hope and joy. I mean, it's like, it's like we talked to that lady, that girl we baptized the other day. Hmm. You know, I mean, how, how man, we've, you know, we we baptized her a couple of Wednesdays ago, and we sat with her Wednesday. And what did she tell us? I've never had this much peace in my whole life. Mm. We don't even know what happened in her life. We have not. We didn't ask. I don't want to know. I don't want to be biased against somebody that I may get a chance to study with at some other point. So I'm looking at it and going, you know, I have no idea what you're going through. I I, I don't. But I know that God has just cleaned up. A life that was a total mess. I know that because I'm listening to her talk. And I'm listening to the things that she had going on in her life that are not a problem anymore. That's right. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that the Holy Spirit living in her life is is starting to fabric and not fabric, starting to grow her into a into the person that God expects her to be. And it's amazing to watch. It's awesome to be a part of it. You know, that's why John, when he writes in 2 John, he said, man, it's given me great joy to know that some of your children are walking in truth. Well, I know exactly what that means. Absolutely. To know that Arnold in McAllen is, is, uh, you know, and and if he's watching, I don't mean to embarrass him, but, but, you know, to know that that you had a hand. Remember what I told you? I said, pat yourself on the back. I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did. You're the one that started this, this train going down this track with him. He called and asked for your advice. He asked for your opinion. He asked, I want to know what I want to know what I do. I got these problems. And you said, this is what you need to do. 
you and your wife, you know, your wife gives you the opportunity to spend hour and a half, two hours on the phone on a Tuesday night talking to this guy. And then he's baptized into Christ. And he's living faithful. And his prospect of going to heaven just went from zero to 100%. Yeah. You know, everybody's, I told in my class the other day, everybody in that girl's life that you and I talked about, everybody in, that, in this church is, is responsible. Everybody. From the guy that leads singing on Sunday morning to the guy that's leading a prayer, from the guy to the communion service to a guy like me that's sitting across from her, you that's sitting across from her, every one of us has a, has, has a part of that. It's because that's what Jesus brings. He brings us away from this, this nonsense that all of our lives are like this. You, read, you start reading this and you go, man, I know people like this. Oh, man, I was like that. Oh, my gosh, man. He could be, he, my name, he could plug my name, take Jacob out, put, plug Dan in there. Could plug up, any of us in there because we're all like that. You know, God's just showing us that it doesn't matter. You can never be good enough. I'll make you good. I'm going to use you anyway. I'm going, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting across from, from that girl, Sarah, and I'm going, man, I know, because I got a kind of an idea of what's going on in her life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, man, I ain't nobody. I'm just a, just a redneck from Texas, man. How in the world? God changed all this. He changed me, changed you, he changed her husband, changed her, all through what? Well, and, and he, that's that's what he's been doing. Even in Gen, we go back to Genesis chapter one. It says the spirit of the, the spirit of God hovered over the waters, and those waters are chaotic. In Daniel, right chapter, um, I want to say chapter seven, but in Daniel, when he has the vision of the four beasts coming mm-hmm. up out of the water, the tumultuous waters of mm-hmm. chaos, mm-hmm. and these hideous beasts that represent the nations of the the earth start coming up out of the water. That's what God sees. That's what He's dealing with. He's dealing with the chaos, yeah. the 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 yeah. blackness, the yeah. the horror that is um, that has become us and our our people and this earth. And the only one that can fix it is Him. Is Jesus? That's right. It's the only one that can fix it. That's right. Nobody else can fix it because because we are. I mean, this is this is a is a is a, a mirror of all of us and all the things that mm. all the chaos that we have in our lives and you know and. You know, I mean, we could sit here and tell stories about our own lives of oh, yeah. things that were that were tragic and amiss and the garbage that went on <clears throat> in all of our lives. You could do it. I could do it. You know, we could get Lee to come in here and talk about his his family and stuff that went on in his life. And, and we'd be here for hours. That's right. And we'd look a lot like this. Yeah. Because there was lying and conniving and, and stealing you know, stealing from our own families and just, you know, just drugs and all that other stuff, all that nonsense. And here we are, and God's using these people and going to come. What he's going to do, he's going to bring the Savior of the world from these people. <laughs> Only God pulls this off. <laughs> Only God. We don't pull it off. Only God does. That's because right. we're looking at it and saying, man, are you kidding me? You know, I mean, I mean, and this is only the beginning. This is, I mean, it's going to, I mean, Jacob's going to get his. Next couple of chapters, he's going to get his. He's going to arrive down there where, where his mother came from, and 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 a, one of the family members is going to clean his clock. Well, and since the promise has been given, we're only dealing with the third generation. Yeah. Since Abraham, the promise has been given to Abraham, yeah. we're only dealing with the third generation so yeah. far. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, golly, guys, man, you know, it's just, this is, uh, it, but it does. I mean, guys, man, if you're watching, it gives us a great sense of hope because you can't be bad enough. There's no way you can be bad enough Absolutely. that God can't fix you. He can't. 
Yeah, I know that there's a lot of problems happening maybe maybe in your life. You know, I don't even like I said, I don't even know what happened in Sarah's life. I have no idea. I can I can guess, but you know, but I was listening to something today about about PTSD and 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 they the guy was listening off the thing the the symptoms and I'm going, yep, check 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 all these things that I know about this young girl, and yet here we are, and now she's talking about no pain in her chest no more, That's no right. nightmares no more. You know, she's got a peace that she's never had before. I'm going. Man, if you've never been, you've never sat across the table from someone and brought them the gospel and that, and watched them be obedient to it, and see them the joy. The, did you see something different in her eyes the other oh, day? Oh yeah, it's like night and day. It's her funny. eyes are different, man. I mean, her <laughs> eyes are sparkling. You know, I mean, it just it's amazing to be a part of it and to know, man. God doesn't do cheap work, man. No, man, he does awesome work, man. He's, I mean, he is awesome, man. Yeah, he is. To watch him, watch him take this girl and and. And you know how I many people are going to be affected by her? Just her. It's going to be fun to watch. It is going to be a, it's going to be awesome to watch. You know, God give me enough time to be here. I want to see what's going to happen with her. But to know that that's available to you. If you yes. haven't put on Christ, if you haven't started following him yet, if you think for one second that what you've done in your life you're just too bad or you're not good enough. I've I've met people who've said that. I you don't understand. I am not good enough. <coughs> understand None of us are. That's no. why we have Christ. That's why there, Christ came. He came to save the world, not to judge it, but to save it. And you have. And he said that. He did say that. He did say that. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to walk away from what you're doing, the destruction that you've made out of your own life, the chaos that may be going on. You have an opportunity to turn from that and to follow Jesus. And if you're willing to do that, God can take the to pieces make him of your the life. Lord of your life. That's right. To make him Lord, be become obedient. To deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. That's what he said. He said it on That's more right. than one occasion. Absolutely. That's what we're supposed to do. Deny ourselves. Deny what you want to do, because it's no longer about you. It has to be about him. And listen to him. Pick up the cross that he has got for you to carry, and then and and then follow him. If you're interested in doing that, we want to hear from you. Please Absolutely. give us a call. Please. Shoot us an email. Please. Get get to us, and we would love to sit down and talk with you. Um, Christ, hey, we offer, do that. We do that all the time. We do it all the time. Christ's yeah. offer is for everyone. He's patient, not wanting any to perish, but yeah. all to come to repentance. Doesn't want anyone to perish. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this class. Thank you for this time that we've had to share with uh, with our audience. I pray, Father, that uh, that you know all of them. You know their hearts and you know their minds. You know where they're at and you know what's the problem. And I pray that we said something to spark some interest. If it'll just start them to reading and to studying. I pray, Father, that they'll go and, and read the Gospels and read about your son. To read what kind of life he lived so that they can have a, a truly have a wonderful life and have an abundant life. Father, bless us. And, and if there's someone out there that, uh, that is really struggling, help them to find a way to find us and get to us. You can do that, Father. And help them, Father, have the courage uh, to, to find us and, and talk with us so that we can share more deeply and more, more concisely uh, what it is that you'd have them to do. Bless us, Father, as we move forward. And thank you so much for the opportunities. And it's in the name of your Holy Son we pray. Amen.